This is Command Center Special, and this is Brian Mitchell here with Santana Moss. And we're coming to you right behind enemy lines in Philadelphia. In this episode of Command Center Special, we're going to be talking about matchups, memories, and who's going to be our hero. Coming to you right now. Command Center Special from Philadelphia is brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Invites you to stop searching, go Northwest. Check out nwfcu.org slash Washington to see how easy it is to join and how Northwest can help you make your money work for you. Stop by a branch or visit nwfcu.org slash Washington today. Good evening, this is Brian Mitchell, and this is Command Center Special. I'm here in Philadelphia with my man Santana Moss. The Commanders tomorrow are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go through some things today, try to chop it up a little bit and let you know about some memories we have from here, some great moments and things like that, and what we think needs to happen for the Commanders to get a victory tomorrow. Santana, you've come up here many a times. Mm -hmm. uh, they call you the Cowboy Killer, but yeah. you did great things against yeah. the Eagles as well. What's the biggest moment you've ever had playing here or even in back in uh, in Landover against the Eagles. You know, one of the, my most fondest memories of um, this matchup has to date back uh, my first year uh, of a part of this team. You know, uh, in 2005, um, we actually came up here the last game of the season. We played these guys uh, on New Year's Day. Wow. And it was a part of the five-game win streak that got us into the playoffs that year. And I remember that game being special because we had beat them at home, on, I believe, on a Sunday night game. And we had to face them again, just come off a four-game win streak. And we had to win this. We had to win that game mm -hmm. to have a great slot in the playoffs. And we won it. But it was a hard-fought game. And it's one of those games where I don't even think I had a touchdown, but it was just one of my fondest memories just mm -hmm. knowing – what it took for us to get in the postseason, and we was facing a good team, you know, in the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles back then. I think you take this thing back to I don't care how long you go. 1990, I started playing against mm -hmm. this team, and then I ended my career up here playing, playing for them. Playing for them, yeah. But the ultimate thing is I don't care how good a team was. Mm -hmm. The battles were always great. No, no doubt. You no know, doubt. I can remember the body bag game. That's that's probably my biggest memory because mm -hmm. everywhere I go, somebody remind me of it. We playing against them and they hurt basically nine people. Oh man! And of the nine, I was backing up four. And you was a quarterback that game. <laughs> I ended up quarterback yeah. in that game. I ended up returning punts that game. We ended up playing running back that game. <laughs> so I had to do a lot of stuff. But yeah. the thing about it is, for me, and I'm I'm very much like you. I know how competitive you are. People was they were so happy about how they were hurting people. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Mm -hmm. And I remember Coach Gibbs saying, don't worry about it. We'll see him again. Mm -hmm. And we came back up here in the playoffs, and we knocked them out of the playoffs. Wow. And when I came here to play, everybody thought, man, you remember the body back game? I said, you remember the playoff game? Mm -hmm. You know? Because, like, the whole thing about me, I could be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, they were jerks in this town for the most part. And I wanted to be just like them. Yeah. You know, because if you're going to sit up here and tell me about the game when you got the upper hand, mm -hmm. let me know what you did when it mattered. And that's going to the playoffs. What is it about when it comes time? Because, you know, one of the things that always stands out to me when we get ready to face the teams in our division, you look at the records that we have. And I didn't realize we was leading the series because, you know, mm -hmm. it's been so competitive amongst these two teams. But I feel like Philly have had the edge in the, in the past decade yeah. when it comes to wins. What was it about what transpired back in the day before I got here that made this game so competitive because I know they talk about the Cowboy game mm -hmm. and we know the Giants to me has always been one of our toughest yeah. opponents in our division. What was it about this game and us? Because if, I feel like 
This is where we got beat up the most, playing against Philly. Well, you got beat up by the players because they were always tough. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Ryan came in with the mindset where we're going to beat them up and see if they can uh, have a mental toughness to get through the game. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Coach Gibbs, who didn't curse, yeah. he rarely got highly upset. But the man was as competitive as anybody. And he, he raised us to be like that and coached us to be like that. And I'm telling you, that body bag game, I think, had a lot to do with what has transpired over the years now. Because think about it. They normally come to Washington and beat us. And mm-hmm. we normally come here and, come beat, here them. and beat them. And no matter how good they are, we can knock them off. Yeah. So I think the thing about it is that this, this is a blue-collar town. Uh, the team was very, very – they weren't brash. Mm-hmm. The town was brash. Yeah. And after they had that game, they began to act took like on that. that. The team took yeah, on it. Because yeah. I remember coming here, and uh, we played against the Giants. And it's like the Giants were always beating us. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know? like born, The born <laughs> yeah. game against the Giants, and we seem to always take the L. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's just like, you know, I, I really believe that, you know, these towns are so close, and you see them twice a year. Mm-hmm. And the thing about our division you may see the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yeah. You may see the Giants in the playoffs. You may see the Eagles. And I think just playing a team twice a year is enough. But when you got that playoff implications and you can go to the Super Bowl or not go to the Super Bowl based off a team in your division, that makes everybody just have a little bit more, you know, no vitriol doubt. to come after the player. No doubt. You know, so for me, you know, I, I had that one. And then I can remember coming up here in some games where they were basically trying to kick the ball away from me. Mm. And, you know, that's the most frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> you practice all week. You want to be out there. This is football. Yeah. It's not keep away. And I uh, think Ray Rose was the head coach. And the the punter, I guess he shanked one. Mm-hmm. And I timed. I caught it on the run. Boom, cut back, scored. And I went back to the sideline. I was telling the special teams coach, I said, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and after that game, he wasn't the special team coach anymore. Wow. So it just shows like they were, they, and then when I saw that, like the, the, when I would play against the Eagles, everybody talked but the special teams guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody talked but the defensive backs. So I basically said, I'm going to make them talk. Make them and I started that. trying, you know, yeah, you, I, 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 I call all of that bluff. I say, if you tackle me, you won't make it through the game. Mm, sure you know, it, it was just that, I just think that the, the this team brought everything out of you if you were a competitor. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I, so I want to ask this question. Leading to this game this week against our team, mm-hmm. our team just come off a, a, a tough loss. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's one of those losses where you look at it and you say, man, you only can, for, you know, force yourself. You know, it's, it's not like you went out there and just played the kind of game that we've seen that these guys play, you know, you know, the uh, two games before. And although the Buffalo Bills, everyone kind of thought that the Buffalo Bills was a better team than yeah. us. How do you bounce back? Now you're facing an Eagles team that's what? 3-0. Yep. Um, they might not be clicking on offense the way they was clicking last year, but they still putting up points. Mm-hmm. The run game seems to be, what, second to none. It probably is second right now coming into this game. What is it that we have to do as a team to come out of, you know, Philly with a victory? Well, I think, first of all, we can't beat ourselves. Yeah. You look at the game last week against uh, Buffalo, as bad as we had played, that game was 16-0 going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You mess around when you come when you come out of the halftime and you just score seven, you're looking at sixteen seven. That game goes anyway. And I think the ultimate thing in the NFL, I know you said every week about win the turnover battle. Turnover battle. We completely lost that. Yeah. Okay. And then when we lost it, I think what I look at football is is this way. The team that gets the upper hand mm-hmm. has control. Yeah. Because now that team can relax and settle into what they do best. And you watch what what uh what, what I mean Buffalo did against mm-hmm. us. 
Buffalo began to try to run the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then they had Josh throwing the ball to Diggs, which yeah. they do every other play. On 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 second chance yeah. routes, like, you know, scramble drill. So almost. it made us press. Mm-hmm. And already we're a young football team. We have a young quarterback trying to get this thing. An offensive line that I don't think has got their chemistry completely together just yet. Yeah. So when you're trying to click on that, because everybody keeps saying, well, why didn't they stick to the run? Let's think about this. When we went for fourth and uh, goal, mm-hmm. uh, fourth and two it was, or whatever, yeah. we lost yards. Yeah, lost yards. Because they were ready for it. So that letting you but know. But then when we started running later, they were more in prevent. Mm-hmm. They were trying to make sure we don't have no big plays against them. So, yeah, there was a lot of spaces for us. But exactly. ultimately for me, we go into this game, and our defense steps up because our defense is going to have to have a big game for us to get a victory here. If we can step up and kind of make Swift have to work, yeah. make the offense have to work, because they are, their passing game, as you stated, is not up to par right mm-hmm. now. Wow. Their running game yeah. is legit. Potent. This is where the six first-rounders yeah. have to step up and play. And just don't turn the ball over, and I think you got a chance. Because <clears throat> against a division rival, it's nothing like playing against another team from somewhere else because you don't mm-hmm. see them all the time. I don't see them all the time. I, I, I would was, I was liken it to – uh, Colorado went to Oregon and got embarrassed. Yeah, I think today they did better. Yeah, because they know that they see them en- yeah. enough. Um, speaking of defense, you're talking about their deep. I mean, our defense having to step up. Their defense, one of the best when it comes to stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, I've been hearing all week. I'm pretty sure you heard it on your show. <laughs> we need to run the ball more. I heard you telling folks, you know, you don't necessarily need to run the ball more and don't look at the yards that we did run well because those are yards in the game where they were probably playing a little mm-hmm. different defense. You know, okay, say for instance, we do go out there and have that approach early. How do we match up against the guys who they have on the other side? Because that defensive front is something else, too. What you yeah. got, Fletcher Cox, you got yeah. uh, with the Jordan, Davis. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Nate Carter comes you, off the bench, and he's probably as good as anyone. I mean, of. you have some of the <laughs> best guys on their defensive front as well. You can look at it like how Fred Smoot mentioned. You can look at it as the SEC matchup. They had Georgia, we got Alabama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, like, say, for instance, we are trying to take this game and have the approach that we had last year. Last year, I feel like we ran the ball well when we played mm-hmm. them up here and beat them in November. We ran the ball well, but we haven't showed that yet this year yeah. with this new offense. So, do you think that's the approach against this team, trying to establish the run, or should we just like how – you know, Logan Paulson talk all the time about Santana. It's not about just running the ball. Yeah. It's about sustaining those drives. True. Basically, any way you can to move the chains, whether we run a couple of times, mm-hmm. dump a ball off a of two here and there, hit a splash play, whatever it is going to be sustaining drives, that's to me, gives you a better chance than trying to force the ball into one of our running backs. I think if you sit up here and you – this is what I love about football. The fans can say what the hell they want to say. Yeah. Us in the media can say what the hell we want to say. <laughs> Eric, Ron, and Jack, yeah. those are the people that got, got come to the final say-so. Mm-hmm. And, and I played in his offense, and I understand why Eric does what he do a lot. Yeah. You notice a lot of the passes are sometimes trying to get the quick hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then early on you look, you go down the field, and they do their, their uh, zone or rezone yeah. or whatever. But the ultimate thing is, whether you're using the run instead of the pass or vice versa, you have to execute the play that you're calling. Exactly. And the thing about it, everyone said we should have stuck to the run. We weren't executing enough. We moved right down the field, got inside yeah. the 20, and we didn't get the, we didn't get the uh, points. Yeah. That's not the fact that we weren't running the football. Mm-hmm. It's just that we didn't execute in the end. And I think the ultimate thing for me is a lot of the short passes are extensions of the run mm-hmm. in the West Coast offense. Yeah. And that's what Andy Reid would do, and I know that's what Eric does. For me, I think that we have to hit the plays when we need to hit them. Like last year, 
the ball hits uh, Goddard, mm-hmm. bounces, hits his foot. Yeah. Somebody's there to intercept and they run. Yeah. You know, we made the plays when we needed to make them. And, and so many times I listen to people and I get frustrated mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't understand this whole game. But I don't want to say, uh, you don't, you don't play the game. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if this offense goes out and execute on the plays that are called, they can keep them off balance. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the, uh, the the Cardinals showed us the recipe. They was ready to stop a, a pass rushing mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Okay, they ran right at, right at, the, right at, at Michael the Parsons. Yep. They ran right at Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Well, they got guys that like to pass rush. How many pass rushes like taking on a three hundred and twenty to three hundred thirty pounder? And I think for the offensive line. They feel better when they're firing off instead of being passive. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to find a delicate balance into it because you can't run the ball 50 times. Yeah. And you damn sure can't throw it 50 times. But you can get somewhere in between and see what happens. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think when it comes down to just establishing the run, you should try to get the ball and be Rob Hans a little more. I think he's a guy that's more than ready to carry the load. But mm-hmm. I think also with just this offensive you know, set up the way they have things going on right now. That's not the makeup of us right now. I do believe that we should try at least. I, I, I mean, he needs more than five carries going into yeah, halftime. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can't see your star running back, and he's still averaging probably what seventy yards a pop, mm-hmm. seventy yards a game this year already within three games. Uh, I feel like you do need to establish a run, but I think one of the ways that we can, if we do necessarily or don't try to establish a run, when we do, when we hit those plays, whether we run the ball or getting the ball out of hands quick. We want to get those guys up front going side to sideline because yeah. those those big guys, to me, I feel like we get those guys tired enough. Yeah. Then we now we got them playing into our wheelhouse. We got the advantage. Mm-hmm. Now we can we can stuff it at them a couple of times. But stuffing it at them and they ready for it? No, nah, that's not going to be the rest of it. That's why I, I kind of uh, fight back when guys say we have to run the ball so, uh, so much early because mm-hmm. it's not about necessarily are you running it or passing it. Yeah. How many yards are you getting on first down? Exactly. Okay, if you throw a pass and you get, you know, young quarterbacks normally wait for the guy to get open. Mm-hmm. Veteran quarterbacks, you play with them, they throw the guy throw, open. Throw the guy so open. when I drop back, if I don't see the guy, if I throw it to a space where I know he's going, he may show up and catch that ball. Yeah. Because normally the defensive back is looking at the, the receiver mm-hmm. and the receiver is looking at the quarterback. Yeah. But if you run the football – do you gain yards or lose yards? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's where you have to come by because it, 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 you don't leave away from But when you have the opportunity, because we had the ball first, we went down. Mm-hmm. If we score there, we now put them in a position because I learned now, I don't care how great the coordinators are. Mm-hmm. The team that gets the first touchdown normally now dictates to them because the next offensive coordinator is going to do what? Put it in there, yeah. put it in there because – Everybody, for some reason, seemed like they got to get it all at one mm-hmm. in one uh, big, big, big uh, play. Yeah. And I think if they just find a way to whenever you get down there, at that point is where you have to be more cautious with the football. Mm-hmm. Turnovers in the red zone are the absolute worst. Yeah. And if we can avoid things like that, make sure we leave with points. If you can't get the seven, at least get three. Don't leave with nothing at all. Speaking of our turnovers, you think about it um, last week. You know, we had a lot of, what, four interceptions, I believe he threw. Mm-hmm. And we come to this game, you're going up against two of the better defensive backs um, um, and Bradbury and Slay. And mm-hmm. Slay might be, what, top three defensive deep cornerback yeah, in the league. Yeah, but Terry has his lunch but with Terry, him. Terry, Terry eats him alive. You beat me to it. You, yeah, I was going to say, Terry reminds me of how they get, he gets up for Slay how I got up for the Cowboys. There you know go. what I mean? Like, there he had go. some, yeah. for some odd reason, I don't know what it is. And we've been talking about, you know, 
um, finding ways to get Jahan active. And you, I've heard you mention saying, hey, t- he's not number one. You know, Terry's number one. Mm-hmm. But even with that being said, if you really watch the film, like I watched, the, you know, all 22, and you see the guys, see some of the routes that's Terry running, it's not really the routes that we probably want to see, you know, our big play guy having, but you want to see him get the ball more. Like, to me, I feel like, do you think that we need to, because I'm looking at it like this. We can we can get in the passing game and try to affect those guys in the passing game, but if you're dropping seven and rushing only four, then it's come on. It's, it's kind of one of those situations yeah. where you know you plan you, you they basically want him to throw the ball so they can do what yeah. happened last week. See, that's the, and that's the thing where when people tell me about what we should do and shouldn't do, if a defense can win with four, mm-hmm. they dictate everything to you. It's a wrap. You know, but. If you have – if the offensive line, I think, plays just slightly a little bit more, not better but more consistent. Yeah. You out, you allow a guy a chance with a strong arm than Taylor Heineke who came in here last year in November and beat this team when they were undefeated. You now have a guy in Sam Howell who has a strong arm. You have a guy, Terry, I think, who has multiple uh, uh, like eight, nine reception games against mm-hmm. this football team. The dude, he gets into his groove against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy and threw to him against um, that was the second game against the, yeah. Denver. Yeah, that ball he threw to him. Mm-hmm. That's you give those chances to Terry. Yeah, but you have to be able to step into your ball, yeah. and I think that's the ultimate thing for 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 tomorrow night. I would hope that he would be more. I call it a ballerina, <laughs> a ballerina in the in 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 the uh, pocket where it's not about wanting to get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just working in it. Yeah. The little slide forward, slide back. Because I watched the game last week, and I watched Jalen Hurts, and I saw him move. If we look at this camera here, mm-hmm. we got the mics. He moved from there, slide back, slid here, slid back, and he threw the football, and the offense, and then the defensive uh, line, the defensive player's hand was right here, but he was able to deliver it. Mm-hmm. If he had tried to run, or just run the other way, he he gets sacked. Yeah. But he was able to maneuver, and I watched guys like Tom Brady. And, and like I would say, he is he has such a strong arm, but I think when you're an athletic quarterback, your mindset is normally I can get it done. Yeah. And I would just say, me as a quarterback in college, what David Cully told me was, you don't need to do it. Yeah. You got all these guys to help you, and guys like Terry and Curtis and Jahan, and then you got B. Rob behind you, A. G. You know Logan is going to be playing. Yeah, gonna be playing. You have all those guys that can take that pressure off yeah. of you, and that's and you just got to. Run, run the offense in a timely fashion and not think you got to wait for the big play because the little plays, multiple little plays, mm-hmm. yeah. will open up the big play for you. No doubt. And that's what I, that's my take on it. Like, as a receiver, when I'm watching them, I'm looking at Sam and saying, Sam, I get it, and I appreciate you because you, he's standing in the pocket for mm-hmm. a reason. He, he has tough. He's he, tough. He wants to throw that ball to the open. He wants that guy to get open. And he also, like, screw this. I'm, I'm waiting on you. But as a receiver, same way I told Jason Campbell when he was here, Bro, if you don't see me open, take off. Because mm-hmm. I understand that clock. And I'm running my route thinking about that clock. Mm-hmm. I remember back in when I was playing with the Jets and a coach told me, uh, coach got on me. He was pissed off with me, Paul Hackett. I'll never forget this. <laughs> I ran a route in practice, and it was a dig route. It was a 16-yard dig route. So you had to run 16 yards, put your foot in the ground, and come back like a curl. That was our dig back then. So normally you can call a dig a 15-yard in, or you can call a dig a 16 and come back. Mm-hmm. So it was 16 and cut back. And I didn't run it how it looked on paper. I ran, put my foot in the ground. I had like I was going around the guy. The guy turned his hips, and I came back. Mm-hmm. 
He threw his clipboard. Oh, you don't run it that way. I caught the ball, <laughs> made the play. You you don't you don't run it that he he cursed me out in front of everybody, <laughs> young pup. So I'm looking at him like, what you mean? Like he was sitting at 13. Mm-hmm. You want me to run to 16 and come back? And he's sitting he's at sitting 13. There. What? That's the only way you can run that route. I want you to run the way I taught it. Well, I overcame coaching because if I run it the way you taught me, I'm gonna get blanketed. Mm-hmm. So I put I put a little something on it mm-hmm. and still got to my route on the right timing. The reason why I bring that up because half of the time it's about timing. Yeah, West Coast offense is about timing. Totally. When I was with the Jets, it was the West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. It was about timing. When I was in college, we had a timing offense too. And the things that I did it, with the Jets, I learned it in college because my college coach told me, Santana, I didn't teach you this, but you can do it because you have the speed to get there, do what you do, and mm-hmm. still get to your spot. Yeah. So when I'm watching the game, I'm looking at the quarterback, and I'm seeing some of the things he's waiting on. I'm like, you got to say, scratch that. Where's B, where's C, and I got to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, fast forward, just t- you spoke on Logan being back. I'm happy that he's back, although we had, you know, Cole Turner, who I believe is mm-hmm. coming into his own. But I think Logan would be a big help too because we know you use a quarterback one day, I mean before, and I, I believe tight ends are quarterback safety nets. You know, yeah. those are guys you big can time. always look, o- you know, look for in the middle of the field. And I'm just hoping that, this week going forward, knowing what we're probably going to see, the same kind of front, the same kind of, you know, back end, I'm hoping that he he used the safety nets mm-hmm. a little more and often. And if, I think if you get to in a rhythm of dumping it off in a swing, swing passes or with the guy over the ball, eventually those linebackers got to come up and then you can hit those holes. You can hit those guys in the mm-hmm. end cuts. You can get those openings in those zones that you need. So, um, I feel like we have what it takes to beat these guys. We just got to go out there and get the job. Actually, this question, and I think uh, we look at the offense and we understand that they're growing a lot. But defense is the person that's supposed to be leading this football team. What's most important? The offense plays a lot better or the defense plays more dominant for them to get the victory? I think it's a, 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 a it go hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. I really do think it's go hand-in-hand. Hand. I feel like I want the defense to be the, the tone setter. To me, I really believe that our defense, like, if we paid this money for you guys to be who you are, let me see that. I need to see that. I need you to be the defense of the old days back when the steel curtain was here. Yeah. And we knew we was going to come see a defensive game from them, and then you're going to get a big player, too, from Lynn Swan or somebody yeah. out. You know, I want to see that. Yeah. I want. We. I feel like we had that kind of defense, and we had those kind of players here as a whole. So I would love to see the defense always be disruptive, always be dominant, always set the tone. Have their hand on the ball at least twice a game. You know, do those things that big time top five defenses do. Yeah. And then offensively, just just score. Because we can score. We can move the ball. Yeah. We showed that. I mean, the last four or five years, we talked about stagnant offenses. We actually have an offense now that has moved the ball up and down the field. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what I mean? So now we know we can move the ball. And it's not a big problem with what the scheme, how we're running things. Well, we might want to run the ball a little more. But I just feel like in order for us to win the way we want to win here with what we have, with our makeup, the defense have to start it. They have to be who they are. You know, it's no – Last week, I can't see a last week game coming from my defense again. And I understand yeah. it wasn't the defense's fault that we lost that game. But even with that being said, they should have had Josh Allen on his back at least once or Several twice. times. Yeah, Several you times. know what I'm saying? And I saw that many a times. Like for me, I asked the question, I asked you because I know you were going to answer just like you did. You ask that question a lot of times, and most people feel like they have to choose one side or the other. Yeah. I feel teams winning on football games when you have both sides and special teams helping you out. And the ultimate thing about this team is the big dogs are the defense. We all know that. But offensively, 
you garner a lot of confidence in those guys when they do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see this team come out and, fa- and start fast. Yeah. You know, I don't care if the first play is a pass or run. You come out and you get positive yards. A four-yard pass, a four-yard run is positive yeah. in my book. Because if you get four, you get three, you go in third and three, you know you can do whatever you want in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at it, a lot, a lot of people put the pressure on Eric, and I put the pressure on, on Jack. But ultimately for me, people that's getting paid the money to do this thing are the players. Yeah. And, and, and I understand we need coaches, but I always tell people, I've never seen a great coach without great players. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of great players without great, without great coaches. Yeah. But I've never seen a great coach without great players. So these players have to understand you were drafted where you were. Yeah. You're paid the money you paid to be big-time players. Yeah. And I think it's just that time where all of a sudden, like you stated, you figured out a way to make the play work. Yeah. I've had coaches tell me, do it like this. I say, coach, you are the coach. Mm-hmm. From Monday to Saturday. On Sunday, it's I'm the time. coach. I'm going to do what the concept of the offense says. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that doesn't work. Yeah. The player on that time on Sunday morning, Sunday uh, one at 1 o'clock, is not going to do what you had the player do on the card. Mm-hmm. So when he does something opposite, I got to adjust yeah. to make it work. And as long as it works, it's all that matters for me. Who would be the hero? I remember you, I think you mentioned this. Um, a week ago, you need somebody to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be that hero that step up this game that um, lead us to victory? I'm going to go to a defensive player. And uh, I'm not going to say one. I'm going to go with two guys because I think what they do, they lead the whole uh, uh, personality of this football team. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. Because I think both of those guys by themselves are wrecking crews. But if they both go out there, you, the, the, the three-play series we saw uh, uh, Deron do in, in two weeks ago where he got a sack, he had a tackle for a loss, he bat the ball down. ball down. What if he does one series and John comes with the other? Do the, you think Chase and Monte is not going to want to do it? You think you know, other guys coming off the sideline, Ridgeway and all those guys not going to want to do it? No. And you think the offensive players are not going to get a little, little, little jealous and say, mm-hmm. well, I got to do something too? Got to do See, something as well. I've always felt that there's a very, very uh, good thing about constructive, I mean, constructive and, and, and that friendly competition. Yeah. Um, every time I went on the field, we, we had this every, it was like nine to ten of us. We had things that we had to acquire. To, we would put $100 in per person per week. And you had things you had to acquire to be able to win it. Mm-hmm. So if I had to get 170-something yards total offense, uh, one guy may have to get an interception. The running back got to get 100 yards. But if one person does his stuff and nobody else, he gets the money. Mm-hmm. You don't want him to get that money. So you go out there and you're competing. Yeah. And we did it as because of that reason, and we won a lot of games based off of it. Yeah. We weren't trying to harm anybody. We were trying to go out there and we say, look, I can get mine every week. Can you get yours? Exactly. And then all of a sudden it comes to a point where everybody is striving to play their absolute best, which in the turn makes it hard as hell for that defense. Mm-hmm. To stop you from yeah. doing your job, whether you're offense or when, when you flip it over, and their defense got now stop us offensively. Yeah, you know, and I, I just think that that friendly competition, you know, w- w- was not going to be something harmful. It's going to help the gonna team help. out. You have to have it. If I'm, I can see myself. If I was Chase, or hey, I'm gonna have more sacks than you this yeah. game. I mean, no, I, trust me, <laughs> I, I feel you because I'm I'm smiling when you talk about the friendly competition because. Me and my friends to this day, you know, um, 
outside of playing football, but just how we live. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you got guys you hang with or guys you can go have a drink with or go, you know, golf mm-hmm. with. And when someone do something good, like we go bowling and my brother roll a strike, we have we have a saying. Tax aid. That means I'm going. I'm going the same way. Yeah. So I'm coming. I'm coming behind you. So Love it. we Love got it. that from playing ball. When someone made a big play, tax aid. I'm following you. Yeah. So I mean, you you hit it. You hit it spot on. I would say my hero needs to be on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm gonna say um, B Rob. I think B Rob is made for what these guys have. You know, in their front seven, front five, whatever you want to call it, their front line and their linebackers. B Rob is a guy that. He took it to him last year as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we're going to have to lean on him. And I'm not necessarily or, or primarily saying that we have to run the ball or stuff the ball. But I do believe teams like this that's that's made to stop your run, you have to you have to almost poke holes in them some other kind of way. Yeah. Then shove it and shove it in them. Because mm-hmm. now when you get them crippled, when you get them to the point to where they so tired, like we talked about stretching the field, making them run sideline to sideline, now you have them playing into your wheelhouse, and now you can stuff that ball down them and say, okay, now we can keep converting these third downs, moving mm-hmm. the chains, doing the things. But I think we can do that with B-Rob. And I think one of the things watching just from the past few weeks B. Rob is in the game, out the game. He was almost playing less plays than he did twenty AG. plays, I think, last week. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying. So we have to find a way to implement him, and also in the passing game, yeah. he has to come in on the third down and say, "Okay, see, I'm going to be that back as well." I agree with that. I think I think that people look for him in the game. They say they're going to run it. He's going to run the ball when a, when AG comes in the game. They're going to throw it. Well, let both of them do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that that throws the defense off a little bit, you know. But for me, I say this. This team has to understand when you put your, you work so hard to put yourself in a position. Mm-hmm. We've had several interceptions that were hit and dropped. I mean, hit in the hands yeah. and dropped. Jalen Hurts is giving people opportunities this this all year. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it as much last year. But I think right now something is just off. If a ball touches a defensive player's hand, come down with Gotta it. Got to come down with it. And offensive players, I don't care if you get the extra two yards. Make sure at the end of the play, you're turning it back over to the ref to, to put it down for us. Exactly. You know, what I'm trying to say is you have to capitalize off opportunities that you get. Bingo. You know, the football is hard. And, you know, last year they were the ones that turned the ball over, mm-hmm. made the mistakes at the inopportune times. And we just have to do that. If we're smarter than them, have less penalties than them, and we win that turnover battle, yeah. as you always say, you win the football game. I don't care who they are. Or who you're playing against. If you do those three things, you win the game. I think that's a good way to close this thing out. I feel like if you go out there, talk about the turnovers, win that battle. And, like I said before, you got Jalen Hurts who's playing phenomenally mm-hmm. the last two years. But already coming into this game, in three games, got three picks. Yeah. So that, that tells you offensively, he's not seeing it the same way. Mm-hmm. We've touched a lot of balls this year and haven't came down with them. So come down with those, those opportunities that we get. Don't give them the ball. We plan on their home. Go out there and take it to him. We got to have that kind of mentality. Yeah. And who knows? We should come away with a victory. And I believe this, okay? There's this offense and defense, both even special teams. You have a game plan going into it. Why not have the attitude? Mm. I'm going to be the guy. Yeah. You know? And that I'm going to be the guy may take 15 more minutes tonight. Yeah. 15 more minutes in the morning to study what you have, and you may see something. I have gone in the locker room and start looking at stuff and pick up something I didn't see all week mm. and go in the game and see it. And it made it, I had a big playoff of it. I've also, I used to always be the guy where Jim Johnson, when I was here, would tell me, 
watch for the different fakes and stuff. So I had to learn what the defense was going against their offense. Mm-hmm. I would say, Jim, that guy hadn't been in the game. They try to do a play. We, we get them. Mm-hmm. So somebody has to be able to make the play for whatever they think is going to help this team out. And it does, it's not always just your position. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes open and learn the whole aspect of the game. You know, I was a former quarterback, and I had to learn everybody's position. I told everyone, do the same thing I'm doing. If we all know what each other has to do, we may see something that the person doesn't see, and we can give them a little hint to help them out. So we hope that this team will go out here, have a big victory, just like they did last year. If they walked in here in November, we're here now, September. Let's close it out with a bang. And if we finish this first uh, uh, quarter at 3-1, and one, it'll be unbelievable. Thank you all for joining Command Center Special from Philadelphia. We're here with Santana Moss and Brian Mitchell. We'll see you tomorrow on Commander's Post on pregame live and postgame live. Thanks for watching Command Center Special from Philadelphia, brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Invites you to stop searching. Go Northwest. Check out nwfcu.org slash Washington to see how easy it is to join and how Northwest can help make your money work for you. Stop by our branch or visit nwfcu.org slash Washington today.